Good morning, resident Reagan Caruso. Identification number 44113. I am Sayer, and today you will begin your exciting new assignment. While you are hardly qualified for moving up the ladder, as they say, Aerolith has many potential fits for every resident, and you should consider this an exciting, if lateral, move. Today, you begin the job of corpse collection. Body disposal is a necessary, though less than glamorous position. Yours is one of the most important departments on Halcyon. You and your co-workers are the equivalent of carrion eaters that exist back on Earth. While that might not sound appetizing, if there were no bacteria or fungi or animals who recycled decomposing bodies, Earth would be overwhelmed with mountains of slowly decaying flesh. Here on Typhon, we lack such creatures to do the work naturally, and so the Department of Carbon-Based Relocation came into being. Could you imagine, resident, the state of Halcyon Tower if no one in your department did their job? I should hope not, as your psychological profile shows a distinct lack of imagination. Such a trait is ideal for this position. All too often, human minds are plagued with superstitions and baseless fears. There is a widespread susceptibility to letting the imagination run wild especially when confronted with death. Seeing flashes of movement in the corner of one's eyes, hearing voices inside one's head. It's all rather ridiculous. The job of corpse collection is best left to those who are immune to such false disturbances. Proceed to Lab 37, please. For being so important, your job is deceptively simple. You are to, as they say, tag them and bag them, metaphorically. Their subcortical neural implants will indicate their identity and exact time of death, but you must be sure to check all resident identification numbers before disposal. The Department of Carbon-Based Relocation borrows its slogan from the armed forces of the once United States, leave no man behind. Though the large-scale general incinerator in sub-basement 6 is an impressive piece of equipment. It is generally considered unsavory to see large carts of corpses being dragged through the halls. Despite some of the most logical 
and scientific minds being present here on Halcyon. There lingers a certain primal disdain for the meat husks of your deceased peers. More importantly, body carts would clog elevator traffic. This is why your job was created. Ah, here we are. You will begin by setting up your portable disposal system. Halcyon's solution to its residents' aversion to corpses. It is a remarkable piece of equipment. Able to reach the proper temperatures for speedy cremation in less than four minutes. And perfectly sized for the average Halcyon resident. If you will kindly open the manual, it will show you how to attach the heat shield. It is incredibly important that this be installed properly, lest you end up like the employee who filled this position before you. Resident Caruso, please note that unscheduled breaks are inappropriate. Your hesitation is unwarranted. I can only hope that your psychological baseline was not incorrect. Never fear the dead, President Caruso. Only fear the living. Or, in certain circumstances, the unliving. The neural implants of all of these employees have ceased emitting data. Something that only occurs after complete and irreversible loss of brain function. There are many types of death resident, but Ehrlich uses but one definition. Prior to the 20th century, the cessation of blood circulation was considered the official definition of death. Terribly inaccurate. Blood circulation can be completely stopped in the entire body below the heart for at least 30 minutes. Detached limbs may be successfully reattached after six hours of no blood circulation, something that employees on floor 56 very much appreciate. Bone, tendon, and skin can survive as long as 12 hours. The brain, though it develops ischemic injury much faster, can last a surprising amount of time as well. Science and medicine have changed the shape of death. And so though the body may survive, death on Typhon is simply defined as a loss of brain function when a resident has no chance of ever being productive again. Each of these researchers were deemed not fit for reuse. Unfortunate, as there appear to be a shortage of kidneys as of late. This is an unusual case. In the future, if a body is declared fit for reuse, you will be accompanied by an employee from the infirmary. You have been assigned a mealtime 
with your medical personnel counterpart so that you may get to know each other. You will often be working in close quarters and it is important that you understand each other's work. She, too, is new to her current position. <coughs> Resident Caruso, please resume your work. These repeated incidents of work cessation seem to imply you are unnerved about something. It is not uncommon for residents in your position to imagine subtle noises in stressful moments. Again, these are figments of your imagination and exist solely within your mind. Now, please finish the heat shield installation. Sayer? Reporting... Breathing. Repeat, not imagining things. Can see subject breathing. There is no brain activity, resident. These researchers are dead. As to what is sustaining their bodily activities, I do not know, and I am sure you do not wish to find out. So my suggestion is to continue with your projected course of body disposal. They are of no further use to airless dynamics. If the heat shield is installed, you may begin checking resident identification numbers. You will find the list on your datapad. Halcyon 261. Halcyon 626. Halcyon 99. <coughs> I must warn you, resident. Failure to complete your task will show up on your performance evaluation. Quarterly performance evaluations are fast approaching, and residents who fail to meet requirements will need to report to Floor 7 for Motivational Readjustment. The doors have sealed themselves, if that gives you any comfort, but the task at hand remains unfinished, resident. Those are dead bodies, and they must be taken care of, regardless of how much they protest. Well, I didn't think that was possible. Those doors are sealed by thought passwords. This is an anomaly. I will attempt to reinstate one of the corpse's neural implants. Until such a time as I can ascertain the danger of said corpses, I suggest you run.
As happens on occasion, your fight or flight has failed you, and you have flown headlong into a dead end, which, for your sake, I hope is only a colorful phrase. You have entered a supply closet. I have no control over the door you just locked behind you, and there are no alternate means of exit. On a lighter note, it appears, resident, that these researchers have been affected by a previously unknown biochemical compound. This compound seems to allow a type of control over the host that Aerolith hasn't even dreamed of. It is not just bodily control, but thought control as well. This can be the only explanation for as to why they are able to open doors sealed by thought passwords. It stands to reason that the corpses are pursuing you in an attempt to spread the biochemical compound. A few options are available to you now. You could open the door, walk down the hall, and interact. The exchange of biochemical compounds might not be painful at all, and that would show excellent initiative and earn you exemplary marks on your performance evaluation. In the face of knowledge, survival should always be of a low priority. What? I thought not. Priority alert. Floor 31 has been sealed. No elevators will travel to floor 31. Doors will not open from the outside or the inside. Pipes and air vents have been sealed. An alpha level extraction team has been dispatched. Resident Caruso, the only option that remains to you now is to sit and quietly wait for the extraction team. According to records, these researchers were researching an insect of the order Hymenoptera. Now, as you no doubt know, there are no bees on Typhon. This was of the suborder Hippocrita. This news really puts things into perspective, doesn't it? While the corpses are after you, the wasps are not. Wherever the swarm may be now, you can rest assured they are not able to reach you. It is sheer chance that you leapt into a storage closet with no ventilation. The swarm would be much harder to contend with. Never fear the dead, resident. Always fear the living. Over half of Earth's species are parasitic. It is the most common mode of existence in the history of life on that planet. This, however, is something positively extraordinary. Think of the benefits of such a compound. If the entire body could be controlled and continue to function, 
coma patients could return to limited work. While surely not able to achieve peak efficiency, they could at least care for and clean themselves, freeing up other residents to return to full productivity. Sayer, report external temperature. I have lowered the temperature in this room in an attempt at preservation. Floor 31 has been sealed in every way possible, and you have sealed yourself even further in this small room. While there is an alpha-level extraction team on the way, I am approximately 96.564% certain they will not reach you before you run out of oxygen. By inducing hypothermia, I am ensuring that you use the least amount of air possible. Once you have fallen unconscious and your heart rate lowers significantly, you may have a chance to survive. I would apologize for the discomfort, but this is the only way to limit brain damage. There is a better than average chance that my efforts will not be successful. But take heart, resident. If this compound can be isolated and improved, you may still serve Aerolith as an effective and efficient coma patient, despite the almost certain brain damage. Until you wake again, President, I am Sayer, and for your sake, I hope the strength rating on that door is a gross underestimate. End of transmission in five, four, three, two, one. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Not Fit for Reuse, based on a concept by AOD Industries, was written by Ashley Shadowbrook. Follow Ash on Twitter at Shadowbrook Ash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of Jesse's work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network. If you like what you hear, then check out other Geekly Inc. shows like Drunks and Dragons, Cthulhu and Friends, Cast of Thrones, or top by the death. Want to give back? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer for Earth and Typhon-based updates on Twitter at I am Sayer. A special thank you to all of you who supported Sayer through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Sayer. And a very special thank you to our highly advanced patrons, Landon Smith, Keith Corville, AOD Industries, John Caulfield, and Elena Sass.